0: Welcome to the Bethel World Outreach Church Podcast. It's our prayer that wherever you are in life, today's message will help you draw closer in your relationship with God. Enjoy the message. Today we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen. The greatest event, the most significant event in human history. And the Bible declares he was raised for our justification So his resurrection, the fact that he was raised from the dead Is proof that God accepted his sacrifice on our behalf That our sins have been paid for in full And we have been declared righteous and justified in the sight of God Hallelujah, come on Hallelujah! Raised for our justification. Father, we thank you for the day and for the opportunity you give us to share your word. We thank you for your people who are gathered here this morning. We know that by the power of the indwelling Holy Spirit and through our union with Jesus, we will experience your presence, your power. Your will shall be done And we shall never be the same We give you praise that our ears are open to hear And our minds will be able to comprehend That which you want to say to us this morning In Jesus name Amen. Amen Amen Let's turn in our Bibles to the book of Ephesians And I want us to read From verse 16 To verse 23 And then we're going to look at Ephesians chapter 2 Verse 4 to 7 And then we're going to speak from those verses this morning, as we reflect on what Jesus has accomplished for us through his death, burial, and resurrection. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 16 through 23, Paul is praying, and he's praying for the church, and this is what he says, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Say with me, Lord, Lord, give to me me the spirit of wisdom and revelation revelation in the knowledge of Jesus. Verse 18, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know What is the hope of his calling? What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the exceeding greatness? Next verse, please. Let's go quickly. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe, according to the working of his... That we might know what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe, which is according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised them, which he worked in Christ, when he raised them from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, We can stop there. So here's the prayer. Here's the prayer. He's praying that we would know the hope of his calling, the riches of his inheritance, and the exceeding greatness of his power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places far above all principalities and powers. Say exceeding greatness of his power. power. Now let's go to Ephesians chapter 2, and we're going to read from verse 4 to 7. And I want you to see a parallel here. We read in Ephesians 1 that God raised Jesus from the dead and seated him at his own right hand, and we're celebrating that event today. But let's look at verse 4 of of chapter 2. But God, everybody say that. But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead, Jesus was dead, remember? Even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive, resurrection, with Christ, by grace you have been saved, and raised us up together And made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You see the parallel? You see the parallel? Jesus was dead. Jesus was resurrected. Jesus was exalted. Jesus sat down at the right hand of God. And notice what we just read. You see the parallel? We were dead and we were raised. We were made to sit together with Him. So the same experience... Here's the point. Today, we don't want to celebrate His resurrection. We celebrate our own inside of Him. Say hallelujah. Say hallelujah. Amen, amen. Now, anybody here ever been to a, to a fortune teller or a psychic to tell your past, your present, and your future? If you haven't, you know of someone who has. Uh, People want to know their future, what is in their future. And so if you went to a psychic or a palm reader uh, to read your palm, they may have charged you um, some money to do that. But today I want to tell you your past. I want to tell you your present. And I even want to tell you your future. And you won't have to pay me a penny. I'm not going to charge you for that. Amen. Amen. And I'm, I'm going to do so not by reading your palms, but by reading the scriptures. Amen. Amen. And that is a more, more sure and reliable revelation upon which you can base your life. Say, Hallelujah. So somebody said How can you tell me My past, present, and future You don't even know my name Because let me, let me tell you my, my, my secret You know they, they have secrets Let me tell you my secret I don't need to know Your name To tell you Your past, present, and future I just need to know Where you live If I can identify Your location I can tell you Your past I can tell you Your present and I can tell you your future. It's not your identification, but your location that reveals to me your past, your present, and your future. So, so all I need to know is where you're dwelling right now. Where's your location? And I can tell you a lot about you. And you can go to the bank on it. I mean, it's gonna be accurate. Say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now I know in, in the natural, physically, there are a thousand places you can live. But in the realm of the spirit, there are only two locations. So it's not very complicated. There are only two locations. You're either dwelling in Adam. Adam is your location. Or you are in Christ. And Christ is your location Once I locate you I can tell you your past I can tell you your present And I can tell you your future The the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 22 In Adam all die So if you're in Adam I can tell you your future I can tell you your past And it's not pretty But in Christ All shall be Made alive. Everybody say, in Christ Christ, all all shall be made alive. alive. One more time, in Christ Christ, all all shall be made made alive." alive. When you read Paul's letters, you will find this expression being used over and over again. In Christ, in Christ, and Christ in you. Christ in me. I am in Christ. That is very, very significant. Amen. If you are a Christian, you really need to understand because to be in Christ or to have Christ in you, speak of our union, our oneness of being united with Christ. It also talks about Adam and being in Adam. Now, if I take this piece of paper, And I were to put this piece of paper into this Bible, and let's call this Bible Adam. This paper is now in Adam, and wherever Adam goes, the paper goes. The history of Adam becomes the history of this paper, because this paper is now in Adam. So when Adam goes down, when Adam goes down, what happens to the paper that is in him? Now, let's call this Bible Christ. And now this paper is in Christ. Wherever Christ goes, the paper goes. So when Christ goes up, the paper goes up. Raised together oh. <laughs> Now, now, looking at you I, I, I'm going to presume something That most of you are located somewhere in Jesus Okay, there may be a few people who I pray by the end of this message If you're in Adam, you will change your location. But for most of you, you are already located in Christ. So I'm going to spend my time telling you your past, your present, and your future. And I'm not going to have to read your palms. I'll just read the scripture. Are you ready? All right, now let's go back to Ephesians 2.4. To 7 and I'm going to tell you your past Ephesians 4 Ephesians 2 4 but God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us even when we were dead in sins when you were dead in sins that's your past Every single one of us were, was one, once in Adam. And in Adam, all die. When in the Garden of Eden, God told Adam, the day you sin, you will die. You will be cut off from me, and you will no longer have access. Your spirit will no longer have access to my life. Adam died. And Adam then began a process of transferring death to his children, who transferred it to their children, who transferred it to their children all the way. And that transfer continues to happen today. Just like parents transferred their genes to their children, Adam transferred the death gene to every single human being. Therefore, the past of every man and of every woman, even of those of us who today are saved, is that we were all once in Adam And we were all dead spiritually. Now, if you are in Christ, the good news is you have changed locations. And you are no longer dead in your trespasses. But you once were. You once were dead in your sins, You are a child of wrath. You are without hope and without God in this world. But you no longer are. If you are in Christ, you have become a new creation. But hear me, I hear many Christians talk about salvation. And when they talk about salvation, they use terms and they describe it in, in ways that picture salvation more like A person who was very, very, very sick, and who was dying and needed some medicine, and the gospel was the medicine that saved them from death. Or sometimes it's portrayed as though the sinner is a man who's drowning in his sin, and he cries out for help, and Jesus throws him a rescue line, the gospel. And encouraging him to hold on until Jesus can bring him out. That's the picture that is portrayed. But that picture is not true, it's not scriptural. You see, listen to me. The Bible says you are dead in your trespasses and sin, which means you were not a drowning person, you were a floating corpse. You didn't hear me. Sinners we once were and sinners who continue to be in their sin today are a floating corpse. And that's why salvation from A to Z has to be God's work. Because salvation requires a resurrection. From death to life, it is impossible for man because no man can raise the dead, not physically or spiritually. Salvation requires a resurrection. If you are saved today, you were resurrected because when God found you, you were a corpse spiritually. If you are not saved, if you are not in Jesus, today you are a corpse, spiritually. You cannot save yourself, you're floating. But the good news is, what is impossible with man is impossible. It's possible with God And today when we celebrate Easter Or the resurrection We're celebrating what God has done Not what man has done Your salvation and my salvation Is from A to Z The work that God has accomplished Because it is God And God alone Who is able to raise the dead That's your past Not very pretty I want that picture to stick in your mind, because I want you to see how powerless you were to save yourself and how far gone you were." Then Jesus showed up, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and your story changed. My story changed, so let me tell you the rest of the story. I've told you your past, you were dead, but now that you are in Christ, notice, even when we were dead in Christ, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. So let me tell you about your present But before I tell you about your present let me, Because God did some things for you And I want to show you three things that God did for you In order to change who you are And to change your condition And to make you who and what you are today Before I tell you that Let me tell you why Why did God do this? Why did the Son of God leave heaven Come on earth Live here for 33 years Subject himself to all that he went through And then then choose to go to the cross And die The kind of death he died The death of a sinner The death of a thief For you and for me The Bible told us in verse 4 It was because God is rich in mercy Come on, say God God is rich in mercy because God is rich in mercy and because of his great love. Why did Jesus go to the cross? Why did Jesus suffer and die? Why did Jesus then rise on the third day? It is because God is one rich in mercy. Everybody say that God is rich in mercy mercy. and because of his great love. Rich in mercy. Rich, say that, rich, rich, rich Rich Rich. in mercy. What is mercy? What is mercy? You're driving your car and you're going above the speed limit and then you see the flashing lights and your heart starts to pound and he pulls you over and you now deserve a ticket a $200 fine and two points against you on your your insurance and you're already struggling to pay the current insurance now you can imagine it going up You don't have $10, you're you're struggling for that, and now you're going to have to come up with an additional $200. You're you're sitting there, and you say, oh, 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 why didn't I obey the speed limit? Now, look at what's going to happen. And the officer looks at you, and he says, you know what, slow down. Have a great day. You just experience mercy because mercy is when you don't get what you deserve. God is rich in mercy. Amen. I said God is rich in mercy. So what this means is that in the heart of God, God wants to withhold judgment and wrath and condemnation from sinners. And so instead of pouring out wrath upon us, He made a way of escape for every single sinner so that instead of getting the judgment and wrath that we deserve, what did God do? He made a way of escape through the cross. He made a way of escape through Jesus, through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ and through your faith in Him. God, by mercy has made a way of escape so that instead of eternal damnation and judgment, you and I go scot-free. We have been delivered from the wrath that is to come. There is no wrath in my future. There is no judgment in my future, there is no punishment in my future. I deserve it, but God is rich in mercy, and because he's rich in mercy, he has made a way of escape for me, and his name is Jesus. Everybody say, Jesus, mercy. And because of his great love, his great love, that love that is not measurable, that love that Paul described in, in, in Ephesians chapter 3, Paul said the love of God is such that it passes our knowledge. And then he talks about the dimensions of that love. He says it has height to it, it has depth to it, it has breadth to it, it has width to it. And he says, you know what, I'm praying for you and I'm going to continue to pray for you that God will give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you can more fully comprehend how much God loves you. Oh ladies and gentlemen, God is in love with you. He's in love with you and that is in spite of your works, in spite of your actions, in spite of your behavior. The love of God for you is not measurable, it's not quantifiable. I say hallelujah. There's a there's a beautiful hymn that talks about the love of God in 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 How rich and how measureless is that love? How rich, how measureless is the love of God for you? Never take that love for granted. It was love that put him on that cross. And love for you Now because of his great mercy Because of his intense love Unconditional Unmitigated love For you God did something about your past And has given you a brand new present And here is your present You have been made Alive together with Christ. I'm telling you, you are alive. Amen. You were once dead, you no longer are. Your spirit is made Alive, that means right now you are alive fully in Christ Jesus. You are being energized, you are being empowered with the very life of the Son of God on the inside of you. God took this corpse and infused it with the life of His Son through the resurrection, so that your spirit this is not metaphorical, this is not. An analogy this is real you were a corpse you no longer are you are now alive and you are alive with the very life of christ when he arose from the grave he said because i live you shall live also God has reached into Adam. God has taken you out of Adam. God has infused the life of his son inside of you. God has put you in Christ. And now you are alive spiritually. Right now, your spirit is being energized and empowered by the very life of Christ. And that is why Paul could say, I can do all things through Christ. Nice who is right now strengthening me. He's not talking about a strength that comes from the outside. He's talking about a strength that is at work on the inside. He's talking about a light that is working on the inside, energizing your spirit, empowering your spirit so that you can do all things. You can face any challenge. You can face any test. You can face any devil because the light that is on the inside of you is resurrection light. The light on the inside of you is the light that overcame Even death. That is the life that is working in the spirit of the child of God. Somebody say, Amen. 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 I'm sure most of us have seen this. You take an ordinary piece of metal that is dead, and you take a powerful magnet. And you unite the magnet and the metal. You make them one. And the magnetic abilities present in the magnet enters into the metal and the metal becomes a magnet. Oh Shanda, you didn't hear me. As the met- magnet is, the metal now has become because the magnetic abilities of the magnet has been infused into the magnet. The magnet and the metal now are the same. Oh, as he is, so are we. Because in the resurrection, God took the life of the Son of God, joined you to Christ, united your spirit with his spirit, made you and him one, and now the very... Christ-like qualities of Jesus himself are infused into my spirit so that if you saw my spirit and I saw your spirit, it would look and act and talk and behave just like the one who lives in it. Say hallelujah! Oh, no wonder Paul prayed that God may open our eyes that we might know, that we might see. That's our problem. It's a lack of revelation. We look at ourselves and we function and we operate as mere men. We face tests, we face trials, we face circumstances in life as mere men because we are not comprehending that today... Christ has infused himself into our spirits, so that my spirit is alive and my spirit is sharing the very life of Christ. So that power that raised him from the dead is the same power that is working in my spirit. Come on, say to your neighbor, you can do all things. To Christ, who is right now your very life, ladies and gentlemen, Christ is not in heaven waiting for you to die to go there and meet Him. Christ has come. That's what the resurrection is all about. Because I live, you will live. What? Because my life will become your life. So you who are dead, He made alive. He quickened together. When did he do it? At the same time that he did it for Jesus. If this book goes down, whatever is in it goes down with it. When it goes up, whatever is in it goes up. God put you and me in Jesus spiritually and the history of Jesus Christ is now our history. He died, we died with him, he arose, my goodness. You don't have to pay me, I'm not charging you, I'm just telling you your future, your past and your present, amen? Your past was bad, but your present, oh my goodness, may God help you to see your present, amen. May God help you to see your present reality. He made us alive together with Christ. Verse 6, let's continue. And raise us up. Now, this raising up is not the resurrection. The resurrection was when he made you alive. The raising up is your exaltation. Because not only did Christ come back to life, Christ was exalted. Far, we read that in Ephesians 1. Far above all principalities and power. Where is Jesus? Far above all principalities. What did God do? Raise you up together. So when Jesus was being raised far above, when he was ascending, you were in him and I was in him and spiritually we were ascending and that's where we are. We we are ascended spirits in Christ Jesus and we live far above principalities and powers. Ladies and gentlemen, your body is on earth. Your body belongs to this earth, but your spirit belongs to the heavens. Your body is on earth, but your spirit belongs to the heavenlies. Are you listening to me? The natural habitat of the believer spirit is in the heavens. And that's why you ought not to be afraid of any demon, devil, or whatever. Amen. Hallelujah. Because if you were raised together with Christ, then if Jesus is far above all principalities and powers right now, not after you die, right now, this is your present condition. This is who you are. This is where you are. Your spirit is ascended. Your body is on earth, but your spirit operates, lives in... Inhabits the heavenlies Far above Principalities And powers That's why you shouldn't be spending all night Fighting devils What is that about? Fighting for deliverance The resurrection was your deliverance Come on This is deliverance. The Bible says, he has delivered us from the kingdom of darkness and put us into the kingdom of his son. He has delivered us out of Adam, the realm of death, and put us in Christ, the realm of life. What more deliverance do you need? Where will you find a greater deliverance than that which took place when Jesus Christ was delivered from the grave? And if you can begin to see yourself in him, you will realize you are already delivered. And now God wants to use you to deliver the captives. Look at the person next to you. Say you don't know who you are. You don't know what you have. You don't know where you occupy. Yeah, your body's on earth, but your spirit belongs and inhabits the realm of the heavenlies, and your position spiritually is always far above principalities and powers. Your problem is you don't know it, so you act as though you're here when you should be talking and acting as though you're here. That's why, that's why the, the, the spirit inhabits the body So that it can work through the body To do things on earth And that's why when the body becomes unfit For the spirit to be able to work through The spirit leaves And the spirit doesn't hang around here Because without the body it got no, no reason to be here It he sins Because that is its natural habitat That's why Paul said We know no man after the flesh anymore you need to know yourself after the spirit. Stop looking at your your last name, uh, where you come from, uh, who your mother is. Your grandfather was a witch, and your 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 your, your auntie is a witch, and, and 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 all that kind of stuff. And and you keep defining yourself based upon your natural relations, based upon yourself, and you see yourself as a mere man. No, your father is God. Amen. Your life is that of Christ, Christ is your life. That's who you are. And if you're going to live victorious as a Christian, this revelation must become real. You must must pray that God will give you the revelation of it, and daily you must keep reminding yourself of this truth. Don't let the devil steal it from you. So, your past, you are dead in trespasses. Your present, you are alive in Christ. You are raised up or exalted in Him far above principalities and powers and above this earth and above this world. Now, let me tell you your future. Go to verse 7. Let me tell them their future. Here is your future. That in the ages to come, say ages to come, that means starting today, and forever and ever and ever and ever, for the rest of your life, that in the ages to come, He might show the exceeding riches of His grace. In his kindness towards us So here is your future You know you go to some of these very very um, uh, Distinguished uh, car dealerships Mercedes Benz etc Usually they have a showroom And there's a, there's a mall at, What is it in Atlanta or something And Tesla I think They got their showroom in the mall And they got these cars on display Because they want you to see their car And talk about that car Even if you can't afford it At least least they can make you covet Amen, one of them And you start talking about it And maybe one day when you can afford it You will buy one But they put their car on display So everybody, when you hear the name Tesla Or Mercedes Benz Or whatever There's certain images that come to your mind And you don't connect it to anything else, but you put it in the class all by itself. Here's what God is saying. For the rest of your life, this is your future. I'm going to put you on display. And, 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 And you are going to be on display as an example of grace as an example of mercy, as an example of my love, and as an example of my kindness. In other words, my plan for you beginning today and for the rest of your life is for people to be able to look at you and see grace at work. Look at you and see mercy at work. Look at you and see my love at work. Look at you and see my loving kindness at work. You are going to be on display throughout eternity. Are you listening to me? You are going to be an example of a man or a woman from whom God withholds judgment and wrath, amen? You are, you didn't hear me, beginning today, I'm declaring over your life that you are on display, and you will be a living testimony, you will be a walking billboard, you are going to be God's advertisement. Say hallelujah, you're going to be God's halftime show. But you are going to be on display and when people see you they will see mercy. God's mercy at work in you because they know what you deserve and they see that God is not giving you what you deserve. They're going to see grace at work. They're going to see you blessing God blessing you with uncommon favor and with blessings that you do not deserve and they are going to wonder they're going to marvel what kind of God is this. You are going to be an example of God's agape unconditional love. You are going to be on display. Somebody hear me! That's my future, but my future begins today. Some of you are putting your future after you die. After you die, they all like, no, no, no. My future begins today. Say, my future in Christ begins today. Today, I am on display. I am on display. When you see me, you will see God's mercy at work. When you see me, you will see God's grace at work. When you see me, you will see God's love at work. And when you see me, you will see God's loving kindness and generosity at work in my life. Hallelujah! wow I said wow I said hallelujah I said glory to God I said thank God for resurrection your you are dead in your trespasses. Your present, you are alive and exalted far above principalities and powers. Your future, you are on display. So the next time trouble comes knocking at your door, look at trouble and say, I'm on display. You came so God can show grace. You came so God can display mercy. You came so God can display kindness. You came so God can put his love on display. Say hallelujah! (laughs) Well, 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 well. If you're in Christ, this is all true. Can you imagine if you begin to live your life every day in light of the resurrection, in light of your union with Christ, and when you get up every morning, you see yourself as one who is now alive in Christ Jesus, one who is exalted. In Christ Jesus And hear me There's one more thing I didn't say About your present The Bible says He is seated At the right hand of God Now hear me ladies and gentlemen This is salvation This notion that salvation Is your sins being forgiven So that when you die You go to heaven Is a far cry This is salvation Salvation Is God resurrecting you Uniting you to his son And infusing his life inside of you Salvation is God exalting you in Jesus Far above principalities and powers And salvation is God seating you in Christ You see because you are united with Jesus And because God has infused the life of Jesus inside of you When Jesus ascended You ascended And when Jesus sat down on his throne, you sat, but where? Enthroned. enthroned you are not just exalted far above principalities and powers you are seated enthroned in christ which means now you share in his heavenly life and have access to his authority and power so when you speak from your spirit that is enthroned at the right hand of God, your words like a king cause things to happen in the heavens. Your word like a king cause things to happen in the realm of the spirit. Your word like a king causes things to begin to happen even here on earth because you speak from your spirit that is seated in Christ, enthroned with him at the right hand of God. Say resurrected, resurrected, exalted, exalted, enthroned. enthroned, enthroned, In Christ Jesus. That is salvation. Don't settle for the cheap version. Receive Christ so your sins can be forgiven. Hold on so when you die you go to hell. Jesus did more than that. Tell your neighbor stop settling for this cheap version of salvation. Union with Christ, that is the essence of salvation. Christ in me, sharing in my life on earth. I, in Christ, sharing in his life in heaven. That is salvation and that is what the death burial and resurrection of jesus accomplished everybody says amen yeah. now let me give you give an invitation first i'm going to give the invitation to all of us who are already in christ hear me know this believe this and live each day in the light of this, You are filled with resurrection power. Because the Bible says the measure of power that God makes available to us is according to the same measure that God used when he raised Jesus Christ from the dead. So the power at work in you is resurrection power power and it's the exact same measure of power that it took to raise Jesus from the dead it is that same measure that God is now making available to you and me for our own salvation and for our victory in this life know this believe this And live the rest of your days in the light of this truth, that resurrection power, the same measure of power that God used to raise Jesus from the dead is the same power He used to raise you from the dead and that is the same power that He makes available to you every day for His glory in Jesus' name. Now, Every head bow, please. You may be here this this morning and you are not sure you're in Christ. You believed in God. You even believe in Jesus, so you probably wouldn't be here today. But you have never come to the point in your life when you made the quality decision to repent of sin and then to accept or receive the life of Christ into your own life so that you became one with him and he became one with you. You never truly made that decision to repent from your own sin and from your own efforts and to receive this gift of salvation through Jesus Christ. What an opportunity God gives you today to make that decision and to receive this gift. You are in Adam, you can leave here in Christ You're dead spiritually, you can leave here alive spiritually. You can leave here above and not beneath. You can leave here enthroned with Christ in the heavenlies. You can leave here saved, delivered from all of your sins. Why live another day without Christ? Why live another day without salvation? Why live another day without experiencing God's grace and mercy? Why remain unsaved when today you've heard the good news that God loves you and Christ died for you? Today is the day of salvation. Today, if you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. Every head is bowed. And I'm going to ask you to do something. When Jesus hung on the cross, he wasn't ashamed. He died for you. And, 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 and I don't want you to be ashamed. Don't allow the devil to keep this, this gift of salvation from you. Don't leave here unsaved. Don't leave here questioning or wondering about your salvation. Do not live another day without knowing that you are a child of God and that you're in Christ. Why not make this quality decision today? On this day when we celebrate His resurrection, why not make it a day when you are resurrected in Him? If the Holy Ghost is speaking to your heart right now, He's tugging at your heart, and you know that you you need to repent, and you need to receive Him as your Lord and Savior, we're helping you we're making it easy for you but you do have to do something would you just raise your hand right where you are and acknowledge bishop today i want to receive i see one hand somebody else raise it high i want to receive this gift of salvation i want to receive jesus as my lord and savior is there another person today is there another person today i see another person is there someone else just slip your hand up don't be ashamed don't let the devil rob you of this moment This is the day of salvation I see another person Don't allow the devil To rob you of this moment Thank you Father Thank you Father I think I saw two, three, maybe four hands But hear me If you raise your hand Take the the next step And just stand right where you are Just stand And and by standing you're saying Lord, yeah, thank you my brothers There's someone else I I saw a few more hands Don't be ashamed of him don't be ashamed. There's nothing to be ashamed about. We all were dead in our trespasses. We, we all once were lost. Is there another person? Is there another person? Amen. If you raise your hand, just stand. Don't worry. I'm not going to call you up to the front. Just stand right where you are. Is there someone else? We're given time. We're given time this morning because it's so critical. I don't want anyone to leave here who doesn't know salvation or know Jesus. Is there anyone else? Okay. Okay. All of you who know you're saved, raise two hands to heaven. And just go ahead now in your own words, thank Jesus for salvation. Amen. Thank him for salvation. Thank him for salvation. My brother, after the service, I'll talk to you, okay? You may be seated there. Come on. Come on. Thank him for salvation. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Jesus name Keep your hands up I'm going to speak a word over you I declare over your life Today That the resurrection power of Jesus Christ Is at work in your bodies I declare the resurrection power of Jesus Is giving life to your mortal bodies Destroying all diseases And making you whole in Jesus' name. I declare that the resurrection power of Jesus is at work in your families and those things that are out of order where death is expressing itself in your family, I release now the resurrection power of Jesus to change those circumstances in your family and to bring life there. I declare and release the resurrection power of Jesus into your finances. And where your finances are out of order, where death is manifesting in your finances, I release the resurrection power of God to produce life in your finances in the name of Jesus. In your minds, in your emotions, and in your spirit, I release God's resurrection power. That same power that raised Jesus from the dead, that same power that is made available to you and me in Christ. Christ Jesus, now be released, now begin to work, now begin to manifest in your life, in your spirit, in your soul, in your mind, in your body, in your finances, in everything that touches you. May resurrection power go to work so that God's perfect will is done in your life. And no weapon, no weapon, no weapon, no weapon, no weapon, no weapon formed against you shall prosper in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah! Amen. Thanks for listening today. If you love this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes. To learn more about Bethel or to support this ministry financially, please visit us at www.bethelcityofhope.com. You can also connect with us via Facebook or Instagram at Bethel City of Hope. Thanks again. Have a great day.